Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is Chasing Wings. So we can move on to the Draymond uh, drama, I guess, that's taken place the last 12 hours, basically, with uh, the Jordan Poole stuff. Um... He, I guess he went on Pat Bev's podcast and kind of spoke on that, um, his his side of things, even though it's been, what, nine, eight, nine months removed from it, uh, kind of revisiting those those open, uh, those open closed wounds, I think they should be by now, because Jordan doesn't really entertain those questions when he's asked about it. Um so there's that, and then he responded to Jordan Poole's father on Twitter today, uh, Anthony Poole kind of responding and talking about, um, you know, just just his thoughts on what Anthony Poole said last night, uh, who commented under, I think it was Warriors World's, uh, or not, not, it wasn't Warriors World, it was like a different, it was like a different tweet. And then he also mentioned on the Pat Bev pod something about how with CP, uh, that they're uh, that he didn't like them, but they're gonna have to talk um, amongst men and kind of um, you know hash things out. It sounds like, and what I don't know how serious he is about that. Uh, and then he got sacked by um, MB- the NBA Centel, who basically created a fake tweet about that Kevin Garnett said about Draymond about the punch, and he took the bait and he responded to KG who didn't really say anything like it didn't happen. It was made up and then he deleted the tweet. So he's had a busy morning, a busy 12 hours. Uh, what are your thoughts on not just like what's happened, but more so Draymond's leadership and kind of what you expect to see any concerns you may have regarding uh, that kind of situation throughout, you know, the season. Wow, so much noise uh, yeah. from Draymond. So it's, it's most of it in his control as well. It's not. It's not like it's out of his control, you know. Yeah, but he's he's talkative. Number one, that's why he has a podcast. He has a right. lot of thoughts that he wants to share, and you know, he went on Patrick Beverly's podcast as a guest, and so. Right. The fact that this was discussed is between those two guys, especially who are super candid and they like to be open kind of uh, for the most part. 
and share whatever they can share. It's not surprising that the conversation, uh, the topic obviously came up because I could see Patrick really asking questions about it because he'd probably be curious and he wants to, you know, get whatever he can out of it. And obviously he got what he wanted because this thing's kind of viral now uh, about what Draymond said once again about Jordan Poole. And I don't mind the discussion, honestly, you know, that's what a podcast is. You're there to have a discussion about whatever. And this is obviously maybe this summer will be the end of it, but Draymond never really addressed the reasons for why it happened. We, we only guess why it happened. So right. I think that's okay to provide some clarity. Uh, I Obviously, people are tired of it. And people are, you know, they're just like, why are you still talking about it? Why do you act like, why do you justify it? Why do you, you know, they say all these things, but whatever. Like, if you don't, if you don't like it, that's, that's tough. What are you going to do? They had the conversation. So, so I don't mind it that much from that standpoint, in terms of the logic about, he seems to be insinuating that words that shouldn't be said to another man was said or something along those lines. I think he said something like that to his father as well. Yeah, he did. He, he basically responded to uh, his, his father. I could pull up up the tweet if you want, just to read it. Yeah, if you can. Read so he that. said, so um he said regarding his father, he said that's so so okay, let me read what Anthony Poole said first. He said I'm stand on this that's some BS. JP was his guy and he avoided me all last year. He is a soft bitch and I'm standing on this and he didn't apologize to me and my wife. He's so he lame and me and him can meet anytime he wants. And he was responding basically to a clip of Pat Bev's uh, uh, episode that's going to come out today. Um, And then Draymond responded saying, that's so cute. It's impossible to avoid you in an arena for a year champ. I go get my family from that family room every game and stop using those words. They usually don't go over well amongst men. So. That's kind of a list of what what they had the back and forth there. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's just funny to me, man. Like, Draymond, he's just, I don't understand. He's just such a, either a hypocrite or he's changed or, and doesn't use that word anymore because he learned from his big brother, LeBron, who had (laughs) such a problem with Draymond calling him a bitch during the finals. And that was a whole thing, right? Yeah. The whole, it was, it was such a triggering thing, but. I never thought that Draymond ever actually stopped calling people a bitch whenever he felt like it, right? So I mm-hmm. don't know if that ever stopped or not. I highly doubt that that's Well, stopped. he called KD that in uh, 20, right. 2019, so. Yeah, so you do that. how hypocritical of him to be talking about don't use that word amongst men because men, it doesn't go over well with men. Well, you right. do it all the time. Right. So and he probably when he does it, he feels like it's the truth. So if somebody else thinks he's being a bitch in some way from their perspective, who is he to who is he to say like, oh, men don't say this to each other like you. you you're like the face of the guy so, who does so that. Draymond, I have a clip here. Do you want me to, I don't know if I can play it, but I'll play it. And then um, 
because I think this is good. We can react to it. So this is from the uh, the Pat Bev podcast, and he basically talks about playing with CP3. So I mean, and we can play it, and then you can react to it if you want. Mm-hmm. To, to just go front and act like all of those things was fake. Like, I publicly said I didn't like Chris before. Like, I'm just not going to be like, oh, man, that changed. Now he's my teammate. No, I look forward to talking amongst men. I look forward to working with another adult. You know, I've, we've had, I've had my fair share of days of, like, not working with adults right. and people who don't, don't move like adults. Right. So I'm looking forward to going to work with an adult. Right. You know what I'm saying? So again, that clip was from the Pat Bev podcast. Uh, that's credit to them, uh, to Pat Bev and his uh, his team getting Draymond on the podcast, and and that's the that's where the clip was from. But Draymond kind of emphasizing this idea of working with an adult, like he said that like three times. Mm-hmm. The the adult being CP, uh, he said obviously like kind of the quote that circulated that like oh like we're gonna have to. You know, I didn't like him. I've said I didn't like him in the past. We're going to have to hash things out, talk amongst men, whatever. Didn't really sound too harsh. And that's what I kind of figured. Like, when he said it in real time, when when I heard that, I was like, oh, like, um, he's just saying, like, you know, they're going to they're gonna figure things out, whatever. But it wasn't anything that seemed like to, to be boiling. And then, basically, it sounded like he was more excited to work next to CP because he mentioned, like, I've, ha- I've not worked next to adults in the past. And he knows what that's like, so he's looking forward to that. Um, what are your thoughts on kind of on that dynamic going into the season? Mm, well, I guess we can kind of touch on CP as well, since he's in the topic of right. discussion. Um, so I think Draymond, first of all, he's having a conversation with Patrick Beverly, who certifiably hates Chris Paul. He does. Um, so yeah. I don't know if he, he factored that into consideration uh, when he was, you know, he's trying to say somewhat like, oh, I'm not going to back away or back out on my word about Chris Paul from years ago about what I said about him. Right. Um, but essentially, he's just saying, you know, they're professionals and, you know, they're, they're veterans and they know how to play and they'll figure it out. That's kind of, that's kind of what right. I got from it. Yep. And I, I don't really feel any hostility about that. I think they can, they can, these are the kinds of players that can hash out stuff, you know, pretty easily and quickly because they want to win and they want to play right. Right. But obviously there's a dynamic that, there's a weird and interesting dynamic when it comes to Draymond and Chris Paul uh, specifically because they're both playmakers and Draymond has been the primary playmaker of the Warriors for a long time. And even more so than Steph Curry, crazy enough to say, but now Chris Paul is there and he's like the most efficient ball handler. One of the most of all time. Right. Right. He's even better than uh, Curry at that. So, they're going to have to divvy that work up. In my opinion, they need to just give most of it to Chris Paul and have give Draymond a, a very different role where he has to make a bigger adjustment. Uh, right. That's the only way, in my opinion, that you can maximize the presence of a guy like Chris Paul. Because that's where his value is, creating offense with the ball in his hands. Whereas Draymond's biggest value comes on the defensive end as... Mm-hmm. good as he can be on the offensive end from a playmaking standpoint 
He can also be a good second, a secondary playmaker, but obviously his biggest, the biggest key to him is defense. So you got to be able to mix and match those things and yeah. uh, properly divvy up who's going to do what. So, so yeah, I, 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 the only thing about Chris Paul now that I'm a little bit curious about is the notion that there was this conversation that Windhurst had about why he's on the Warriors. And it's not because, ooh, because the Warriors were like, oh, Chris Paul is available. He could fit wonderfully with the Warriors. This would, this would be amazing. Like, it wasn't necessarily like that. It was more about a salary dump, having financial flexibility, being able to move off of Chris Paul's contract, maybe trying him for one year. Maybe if things don't go well in the first half, then they can move him before the right. season's even over. So it's kind of like a D-low acquisition in a way. Right? That's exactly what they did. They got him. They moved him halfway through for Wiggins, right? So... But that's because they saw that very quickly that D'Lo wasn't going to work out and he wasn't a Warriors kind of player. Whereas right. Chris Paul can fit in much better than a guy like D'Lo. So again, we have to we do have to still see how the fit fit is. But ultimately, I'm interested in seeing how, how this will play out because I, I could see them winning it with him but at the same time, there is that window of potential for things to go south for one reason or another. You're 100% right. And obviously, Chris Paul is a strong personality. He's a strong, uh, strong-minded individual. Like He's played, what, 19 years, I think, in the NBA. He's been around. Uh, he's been around different locker rooms, different coaches, different teammates. Guys, you know, there's players that – didn't like him. There's players that have that have you know that he has rubbed the wrong way. Um, there's players that that love playing next to him. Like it's a mixed reviews with 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 Chris Paul. But I will say this: he loves he he, he loves the game, right? He he plays basketball in in the off season. He he's not someone that just plays for the money or plays for you know other reasons. Obviously, those things come along with it. But he loves the game and he also wants to win. And having a guy that has bo- has those two mindset, uh, that's a bit that's a big deal. And him wanting to win is also an important thing because he's chasing a championship. Like making the finals two years ago was a big deal for them for the Suns. Uh, they got bounced in the second round the last two seasons. So he's obviously been in search for a title for his entire career, and he's going to have a really good chance to do it with the Warriors off the bench, hopefully, which is what the expectation is. Um, and like you said, like. Guys want to win, right? So you're probably going to see some – there might be a couple moments. Honestly, I'm preparing for this, where there might be a couple moment, moments this season where, where Draymond and CP butt heads because they want to win so badly, and they may feel differently about a thing or a possession situation, a play that went wrong, and they're like, you know, going back and forth, and they may say some stuff in the heat of competition. But I'd rather that than them being selfish and not care about winning. And – I still think that while, you know, they may be, um, you know, they may allow their, their emotions to get the best of them at times. I do believe ultimately because winning is the primary objective that cooler heads will prevail in most situations. I don't expect anything to go awry, like a punch or calling each other, you know, crazy things like, like, like Dre did KD. 
And so I think ultimately, you know, when with the common goal is consistent, then I, I expect there to be uh, a partnership, you know? Yeah, I think the only reason Draymond didn't like Chris Paul is probably because, you know, that that's the opposition and they had a rivalry since the Clippers days. They're both competitive, yeah. Yeah, then they're both competitive. And one of the biggest things for, I think, both players is accountability. Uh, they they try yep. to hold their teammates accountable. This is the issue, issue I think, that Chris Paul had with a guy like James Harden. You, you saw that during the playoffs, the tension, the fighting uh, on the bench and all this kind of stuff. Yes. And I would say it's probably a lot of it is from like disciplines, lack of discipline stuff, not, not kind of doing your part as a defender, that kind of thing. 